back to another episode of Husky Pups. Our guest today was born in Alaska and is a nine-time Iditarod finisher. His best finish was fourth place in 2021 and 2016. He took a year off from the Iditarod and is excited to be back for the 2023 race. He also raises awareness for Turner Syndrome, a medical condition that affects his biggest fan, Ashley Perry, and also affects a classmate of ours here at Comanche. Please welcome to the show, Wade Mars. Hello, Wade. Welcome to the show. Thank you. First off, talk to us about what got you started in mushing. Um, I started mushing when I was a really little kid. My um, uncle and mother ran dogs together, and they would um, strap me in my car seat to the back of the four-wheeler when we and they would train and um i started following my uncle with dog teams on a sled i would mush two dogs behind him when he was training um, back when i was like five years old and that's how i got started in mushing cool on the iditarod website it says your biggest influences are your late uncle and the reddington family talk to us about how they have influenced you um well, my, my uncle influenced me by just um, having dogs around and being a part of it. And then he passed away when I was about nine years old. So I started mushing his dogs on my own uh, from that point forward. And um, when I started racing, I got involved with the Reddington family quite a bit. They taught me a lot about how to race and helped me build a competitive dog team to race with as well. Uh, your first year in the Iditarod was 2009. What made you want to do this grueling race? <laughs> um, I watched the Iditarod uh, every year since I was a little kid um, until around 2009. And I used to pretend that I was running the race when I was a kid, um, just mushing dogs out of the backyard. And as soon as I was old enough to do it, I signed up and tried it out. You have improved very much over the years in the Iditarod, cutting your place finishes in half each of your first four years, and your best finishing being fourth in 2021. What do you contribute this improvement to? Um, the improvement in Iditarod came through uh, both experience for myself um, learning different ways of how to train dogs and how to race them, and also the experience in the dog team as well. Um, my first year when I was 32nd, the dogs were yearlings, um, so it was their first racing experience in the Iditarod, and then they obviously gained more experience year after year and getting better and better until 2016, which was my first fourth place finish, and then um, building the team over the years. and. Um, utilizing my experience, I was able to get fourth again in 2021. Uh, can you talk to us more about how you train yourself and your dogs to do the Iditarod? Yeah, um, training the dogs for the Iditarod involves a lot of um, training runs and mushing in different conditions and areas at different mileages. We start off the team in the fall time, um, pulling four wheelers. So 
that will build their muscle uh, from pulling a little heavier load and get them start start them getting in shape for the racing season and then uh, we will start going farther and farther as the weather cools down and the dogs get in better shape and of course when it snows then we'll start mushing the dogs on a sled and um, doing lots of different kinds of camps and stuff like that to get the dogs ready for the trip to Nome. And for ourselves, um, I'll do, I will do some jogging and working out as well. And a lot of it has to do, a lot of of the dog mushing has to do with um, mental toughness as well. So just teaching myself how to deal with the cold and the sleep deprivation and all those kind of things and getting adjusted to doing that. Do you have snow up in northern Wisconsin yet? We do not have snow yet. It's actually supposed to snow here in in Wisconsin tomorrow and maybe tonight. So we should be seeing some snow on the ground here in the next few hours, hopefully. You recently moved from Alaska to Wisconsin. Is it more difficult to be away from Alaska and train for the Iditarod? Um, it is harder being here so far, just learning all the new trails and new ways of doing things here in Wisconsin. But I do believe it could be beneficial because the weather is warmer and the snow conditions here stay um, pretty consistent with the snow conditions and weather in Alaska in March. So normally when I train in Alaska, we're training in very cold weather with hard, fast trails. And then by March, it starts to warm back up and the trails get a little softer. The weather's obviously warmer, so the, the dogs have to kind of adapt to that. But coming from here, they'll be used to it. And I think it could be very beneficial to the, to the race. We would like to transition our discussion into something that is close to you and you raise awareness about. Turner syndrome. We notice you have a huge fan and friend that has this disease. We have a classmate that is, that also has Turner syndrome. She was planning on being here today, but she is homesick. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you developed a relationship with Ashley Perry? Yeah, so I um, first met the Perry family and Ashley uh, when she was an I did a writer for me in 2012, I believe it was. And um, A very nice doctor sponsored her Spot to Make-A-Wish Foundation, and she was able to come ride in my dock sled for the first 11 miles of the race. And her family and her and I um, just hit it off very well, and they were very nice people. And um, it wasn't too long before we decided that we wanted to raise awareness for Turner Syndrome. It doesn't seem to be a super well-known thing uh, in in the world. So we wanted people to know what it was and try to help figure out how to make people's lives easier that were affected by it. And so some of the things we've done for it is raising awareness with mushing and just getting the name out there for it and everything. And then we had some get-togethers in Alaska for anybody who wanted to come up and it was pretty cool to see all the kids 
get together and uh, be able to talk to each other about about being affected by it and how it affected them. And uh, it's been a really fun ride uh, being involved with the Perry family. Do you know if Ashley is interested in being a musher? <laughs> I think she was interested in being a musher a little bit uh, early on, and she did a little bit of mushing with us, and um, there's a chance that she'll have a little bit of mushing in her future as well. But um, I don't think she uh, is looking to run the Iditarod or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Will Ashley be at the start of your I did a rad race in March. Yes, the Ashley and her family will be at the start of the race in March, and maybe even at the uh, other races that we run this year as well. So uh, we're really excited to spend some time with them and have them out there uh, with the dogs and stuff. Uh, what other races? are you doing um i'm also going to run the yukon quest 550 this year in alaska what life lesson do you want the listeners to learn from your relationships with ashley um i think the biggest thing we can learn biggest things we can learn from ashley are um, love everybody that you see and and come in contact with and treat them with kindness. And also, um, Ashley is very uh, tough and has extreme perseverance, uh, overcoming all of the obstacles and challenges that she has in life. And it's very, um, very uh, inspirational to watch how she does it with a good attitude and, and um, just always happy and, and excited for the next day and, and life looking forward. So I think those are some of the things that we can learn from, from her for sure. Cool. Yeah. All right. Our final question is the Iditarod dinner party. You are able to invite five Iditarod icons to dinner, living or dead. Who would you like to invite to your <laughs> dinner party? Ooh, that's the tough one. <laughs> Um, I, uh, as a young kid, before I can really remember, I did get to know Joe Reddington Sr. and, uh, meet Susan Butcher a few times, but that's very faint in my memory. Um, so it'd be awesome to sit down with those two and, and get to know them again and stuff. So I'd probably invite those two for sure. Um... Hmm. Five of them, huh? <laughs> um, I really uh, enjoyed Dean Osmar's company and Ramey Reddington and his brother Joey Reddington, who passed away a couple of years ago. I've always very much enjoyed uh, sitting with them and visiting and stuff. So I think those would probably be my five. It's hard to pull Lance Mackey out of that equation, though, too, so I might have to squeeze him in there somewhere. Can I have six? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We'll think on that. <laughs> okay. Um, 
but I think those would be the guys that I'd like to <laughs> sit down and visit with and, and also learn from as well. So. Thank you so much for talking, taking the time to talk with us. Good luck in the Iditarod. We will be following you. All right. Well, thank you guys for calling and having me on your podcast. I'm really happy that you did. Yeah, no and, problem. Uh, yeah, thank you for following along. I hope it. I hope we can put on a good show for you. <laughs> Special thanks to our guest, Wade Marsh, for being on our show this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please stop by iTunes and leave us a review. It helps with our ratings. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or people you would like to hear on the show, email us at huskytalk1 at gmail.com. If we hear from you or you leave a review, we will read it on the show. We would also we would like to also give credit to Hobo Jim for our intro song, the Iditarod Trail song, and our album.